Welcome to ADHD is over, a new podcast on a seemingly old label that we're going to be peeling off. Join my wife, Tatiana, and I as we journey with our family, the Wyden family, through the land of confusing information. We're going to visit both sides and let you decide because the power is with you. Welcome to ADHD is over. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I wanted to give you a heads up about something really exciting. I'm really excited. And that heads up is for what we call our first ADHD is over Zoom session that will be happening on August 19th at 9 a.m. Pacific. And that's 12 p.m. Eastern. And then you have to make that translation for international. That is our first of many Zoom sessions. Our goal is to have a monthly session where parents, now mostly our, our audience, you know, is parents with children who've been diagnosed with ADHD. Of course, adults are welcome, but really the focus is families. And so August 19th at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern, how you get a hold of this information is you go to our website, www.adhdsover.com. You sign up for updates and you will be on the list of our next reminder that goes out this Sunday, which is about a week away. We have already many parents, well, I should say many humans signed up. I don't know who's a parent yet, but we'll find out. But we've had a very successful rate of uh, people who are interested in the Zoom sessions who have signed up. It is free, by the way. I didn't say that yet. So really excited. And I wanted to use this episode, this opportunity in this recording to just give you a little bit of the context that we're also going to be laying out during the Zoom session. Because it's a general context for what we do. And it's taken us a while to kind of put this together because, you know, as the days and months and years have gone on during our research, we finally have come to, you could say, many conclusions that will define who is our audience really. What is our message? What is our stand? And so I just want to go through that. And first of all, I always say, you know, there is a disclaimer in today's world. Um, we have to use disclaimers. It's unfortunate, but I understand it. And the reason why I say it's unfortunate is because I've, I think we've become used to looking for external sources to tell us what's right or wrong for us. We've, I guess, grown accustomed to circumvent our own intuition. And so here's our disclaimer. We're not medical professionals or therapists, and ADHD over is over is not a proven scientific method nor an FDA-approved treatment for what the DSM currently calls ADHD. Our approach simply is an invitation to what we feel is a much-needed perspective shift around a disempowering label. It is a what-if consideration and an alternative approach to a dilemma that even today's mainstream experts don't have all the answers to. So in that case, we say, 
why not try a different approach? Why not flip the script? Especially if it resonates with us, the parents. We know our children better than any expert. Let me say that one more time. We know our children better than any expert. We are intuitive beings after all, and if we trust our internal guidance system, we can perhaps find the answers that we're looking for. So that's our disclaimer. Next up is what I'd like to refer to as the no blame, no shame. And what I mean by that is very simple. We don't intend to blame anyone here. We strive to embrace the many struggles around what it means to be a human being to show that lack of attention and focus is a very common and human form of struggle, especially in today's loud, fast, and ever more distracting and disordered culture. There is no room for accusation. Only the recognition of the fundamental reality that suffering is multi-generational and that as parents, we pass it on unknowingly to our children until we better understand it and start breaking the links in the chain of transition in each family, our community, and ultimately in our society at large. Parent blaming is emotionally unkind and scientifically incorrect. It is therefore our belief that ADHD is not a function of bad parenting, as one common stigma claims, but rather a result of a child's coping mechanism due to unaware parenting, aka hand-me-down autopilot parenting skills. Ask any parent where they've learned their parenting skills from, right? So again, this is the no blame, no shame. We don't blame parents for bad parenting. We don't intend to blame systems anymore. We used to at times. It took me a while to find my footing, you know. I, I needed to sort of poke around and blame systems or government, uh, you know, authorities or pharma or psychiatrists and so forth. We're letting that go. We are focusing simply on the alternative approach. I'm no longer interested in arguing with anyone who this doesn't resonate with, right? That's the, that's the new stand. So no blame, no shame. Following the footsteps of that is what I call doing our best. I did it the best I could, we often hear from parents, right? The best I could, I did the best I could. And that's true. Yet, hear me out. Our best is always limited by our own personal, unresolved, and unconscious transgenerational trauma patterns. Those patterns and their resulting behaviors are what we unwittingly pass on to our children. So, true, we do the best we can, but we need to know that our best is always limited and can be improved. There's room for improvement, so no blame. But there's an invitation, right? Room for improvement. We noticed because we did exactly that in our family. And it wasn't until we looked at our son Kai as the family's check engine light, right? Not that he's the problem, but he's a check engine light telling us that there might be some issues here. It wasn't until then that we stopped making our son the problem. It was time for Tatiana and I to heal our own shit. The transgenerational traumas that we both brought into our new family from her family, from my family. Healing is hard work, 
but the results are miraculous and we believe that it leads to true fulfillment. We can help our children move from coping to thriving by being their healing role models. Hope that resonates. Let's go to the medicine. We at ADHD is over strongly believe that our, sorry, let me start that over. We at ADHD is over strongly believe that personal responsibility for our lives gives us true power. The power to take matters into our own hands and to heal from the inside out. The bad news is that we have to give up the right to blame anyone or anything outside of ourselves ever again. The good news is that trauma and family disconnection can be healed. Given the right conditions, we now know thanks to science, the brain can heal itself. Therefore, we believe that as parents, we are the medicine. I just want to uh, show a quote here from Gabor Mate from his book, In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts. Gabor Mate says, people's brain physiology doesn't develop separately from their life experiences and their emotions. Let me say that one more time. People's brain physiology doesn't develop separately from their life experiences and their emotions. That means life experiences and emotions actually affect and develop someone's brain. Hence, the environment shapes our brain. Our brains aren't born defect, disordered, diseased. Ultimately, our wiring is caused, created, influenced by the environment. And that's a huge perspective shift. I would even say that's probably our biggest. Probably the one that if you make that shift as a parent, if you can take your mind, if you will, and, and make that shift, it's huge. Your child is no longer the problem. You now are empowered to change your child's environment and to literally rewire your child's brain. That is scientifically proven. There is no doubt. There is no scientific evidence contrary to that that actually holds up. None. That is how it is, yet we don't see it that way. In a recent interview uh, between Russell Brand and Gabor Mate, um, it was this beautiful moment where Gabor explained that we look at these things, including ADHD, these disorders, these psychological disorders, we look at them in a circular fashion. What does that mean? He was saying that we will say, Oh, little Johnny has ADHD. And then we say, how come? Well, he can't focus and sit still and he's impulsive. Okay. Then we don't ask, well, how come he can't sit still and focus? What we do, we say, well, because he has ADHD. But that's circular thinking because ADHD was made up, literally. I'm, I'm not making this up. The term was coined by human beings in a meeting room to say that's what we're going to call 
these behaviors. They call it symptoms. It sounds more medical and psychological, but they're really behaviors, observed behaviors. There is no blood test. There is no medical test today to prove that you have a thing in your brain, in your body that's called ADHD. There are things like tumors that we can, you know, see, cut out um, and analyze, right? But there is to this day no blood test, no medical test to prove that ADHD is a thing you have. Yet we always say, I have ADHD. That is the wrong use of, wor of, of words. You may have, you may behave in a manner that we call ADHD, but if you were observed by an alien who did not know the verbiage of our planet, they would just simply maybe see a person that gets up and sits down more frequently than another human in the same room. They may simply see a person move faster than another human and so forth, right? You get my point. So if there is no test for it to be a thing, how come we always say, I have it? Well, we've been conditioned to believe that. That is not true. Now let's go back to the behaviors. These are behaviors. So if we don't ask, why does a human being behave that way? We're stuck in a circular explanation of, well, he behaves that way because he has ADHD. Well, he has ADHD because he can't focus and can't sit still. Well, why can't he sit still and can't focus? Well, because he has ADHD. That doesn't get us anywhere because we need to insert a wedge here. We need to come in and say, stop. Why is that human being so frenetic? Why can't their nervous system calm down when we're asking them to? Because that's where we're going to discover that the environment in that human being's life has actually, this goes back to Gabor Mate's quote, shaped their brain's physiology, developed that way from their life experiences and their emotions. That's what's meant by this quote. That's why I think it's a very pertinent quote. So let's move on to the next context chapter called Pills Don't Heal. According to the ACE study, that's the Adverse Childhood, Experience, uh, Adverse Childhood Experiences Studies of the 90s, the brains of ADHD children are impaired from childhood onward. Healing, therefore, needs to be seen as a long-time endeavor, patiently pursued and compassionately conducted. And the key here is patiently pursued. It takes time, as we said before. Healing needs to be seen as a long-time endeavor. There are no quick fixes. You and I know this. We always joke about it in the world, in society. There are no quick fixes. There are pills, but pills don't heal anything. Pills simply put band-aids on much deeper wounds. Nothing wrong once in a while to have a band-aid until we can actually take our time to heal the wound, right? We're not making, again, there's no blame here on pills and band-aids. But there's an invitation to see our limitation in society that we do actually act like quick fixes exist and that we... We do worship them and we do feel, we think, we believe that they actually heal, but they don't, which is why there's so much addiction around these pharmaceuticals and which is why there's actually, and this is mind-blowing, there's more evidence that children that were medicated for ADHD in their adulthood struggled more with addictions and alcohol abuse and, and going to 
to jail and prisons than children who were not medicated. There's more evidence that pills have caused more issues than not. Look that up. Nadine Lambert's study of over 500 children for 30 years, she followed over 500 children from their childhood into their adulthood. And actually her studies proved that children who were medicated were worse off in the end. So instead of seeing a child as the problem, we would like to invite families to entertain the idea that ADHD is not a disorder, but rather a coping mechanism, a set of behaviors created and programmed by reactions to transgenerational trauma patterns. Therefore, we hope that parents can embrace this alternative perspective as an opportunity to heal many, the lineage, right? Many, not just the one. And I think that's beautiful that we notice that when we start doing that kind of inner work, that kind of inner healing as parents, it ripples out to our children and it ripples out into the, the family, the community, right? But it also spiritually seen ripples backwards because it no longer allows that transgenerational trauma to exist. And I do believe that that heals many, not just the one. So that's a little bit of the context of the August Zoom session. We are going to go also over our um, ADHD diagnosis survival guide that you can download at www.adhdsover.com for free. It's a beautiful PDF with many links to interviews and quotes and so forth. Um, we highly encourage you, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't downloaded it, do so. There's a lot of great information in there. We call it a survival guide on purpose. It is not something that's going to fix uh, the struggle of your child or your family. It is not something that's going to be healing the wounds, right? It is not a scientific paper. We're, again, we're not therapists or experts or scientists in that field, but it is a survival guide. It is essentially information that that our family, I would have loved to have this seven years ago. I would have loved to have this alternative approach material seven years ago. All I had was Google and the mainstream narrative. And again, we're not saying there isn't a lot of value and, and scientific truth and, and, you know, tips and tricks in there, but it is one-sided and it is incomplete. And unfortunately, it is influenced by a lot of interest, pharmaceutical, scientific, medical, psychological, and so forth. It's clearly influenced by that. How could it not be? That's where it exists, right? Again, nothing wrong with it. It's just there. But I wish that seven years ago, somebody would have put this together and said, hey, don't, don't stress more than you need to, because you will get stressed when you, one of your children is diagnosed with a, you know, so-called disorder. It's stressful, right? It's daunting, but this would have helped to reduce to some of that inflammation of some of that irritation of our nervous systems and some of that stress, right? So we hope that it has that effect for you as well. So if you haven't downloaded it, go to our website, ADHDsover.com, download it. We are going to go over it as well. And it looks like we may share also um, a short teaser for the documentary that we've been working on for years, just to kind of uh, give a feel and a context 
for what we're up to. So we hope to see many, many, many of you on August the 19th at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go to our website, ADHDsover.com, sign up. Of course, it's free. Sign up for updates and you'll get on the mailing list that we will inform this Sunday about August Zoom session on the 19th. So we hope to see you there. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your attention. I always say that your attention is your most valuable commodity and you've given it so generously. So I don't take that for granted. I really appreciate you and your attention and we hope to have you back soon and see you on August 19th. Cheers. Cheers.